Pastors, welcome to the gut preacher this morning. We're glad she's here. I'm honored and I'm humbled. Thus saith the Lord. Isaiah talks about it. Joel and Amos talks about it. The Lord roared out of this place last night. It went to the uttermost. So you can believe that human beings have done all they can do. We've done all we can do. We can't bring revival. We've done all we can do. Last night was an example of human beings doing all they can do. Now, Lord, thou sovereign Lord, honor what man has done. Now you do what only you can do. Let a sovereign, That's what I'm going to pray for the rest of my days. I've done all I know to do. Now, Lord, you said you would move sovereignly. Let a sovereign revival sweep this world today. Come on and pray that with me. Today. Today. Thank you, and you may be seated. I'm going to rush through my 55 minutes. I dare not go over. That's right. <laughs> Last year, 2022, my subject as a one-liner, I ain't stopping. Remember? I ain't stopping. This year, 2023, I'm adding three more words. It ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over and I ain't stopping. Somebody ought to jump up and say, I love. It ain't over. I wish you'd shout it. It ain't over. In this destiny determined, and you can jump up anytime you want to. You can take this over anytime you want to. But in this destiny determining hour, in these closing evil days of time, let my first words be as strong as I can say them. I'm a believer. And with this Bible held high over my head, thus saith the Lord. Every chapter Every verse, every line, every verse, every line. And last night, wake up, call message, be assured with the prophetic clock still ticking, wherever it is, of human history, ticking, ticking away, and the juggernaut of prophecy moving relentlessly toward the final rendezvous of destiny and this lost world careening into hell at breakneck speed. Many are crying. Somebody try to stop us. 
and with the forces of darkness so convincingly portrayed to us last night in the keynote message and the opposition of Satan, that old dragon, the false prophet, the antichrist, all of his forces, they will not retreat. They will never admit defeat, but will rather grow more boldly until they have placed the scepter of the world rule into the hands of the man of sin and his shadow is lengthening every day. So be assured, the call sounded out last night is the need and the need is the call. Now, you can accept or you can refuse, but we are at the finishing line and the ball is in our hands. And whatever we are, we've got to decide what we're going to do with this gospel. The clock is still ticking and time is short for this glorious church age dispensation that all the other dispensations flow into. And they without us cannot be made perfect. It's not over. And I ain't stopping. Though this outward is perishing, my inward is becoming more fervent, more excited, more desperate with every passing day. Every breath that I breathe is going to be to God or to some man. Thus, with clarity, compassion, and integrity of 97 years this coming March 3rd, as a six-year-old child filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other languages as the Spirit gave the utterance and continuing in apostolic succession until this very moment. It's not over. I ain't stopping. I will give it all to him who said, ye are bought with an inestimable price and you are too good and you are too expensive to waste or to ever be discarded. Thus, I am not going to fail him because he's never failed me yet. I ain't stopping. It ain't over for me. This past July, the 4th, 2022, Anthony and I were almost to the Louisiana campground attempting to cross over the Hickory Hill Road we pulled out into the path of a speeding car. Six to 12 inches more, no doubt, both would have been killed. It totaled both cars, but we were spared. Last night could have been one of the reasons. But as for me, lying on a hospital bed in their precious home, didn't see much of them. They're busy about the father's business. But while lying there praying, I asked, how long, O oh Lord, how long? Hear his reply. Until, until there's not an inhabitant in the land who has not heard the only saving gospel. That's how long. I want to use every minute of my 55 minutes to try to convince you it's not over. I don't care who you are, it's not over. And you're, you're responsible. We're not stopping. That's it for me, be assured. For as long as I live, 
until there's not an inhabitant in the land who has not heard that I can reach. I'm a believer facing audit with the judge of the whole earth. And today I stand here with a renewed burden and white hot zeal telling you I'll be somewhere listening. I'll be somewhere watching. I'll be somewhere praying, seeking, and saving one more soul, which is Jesus Christ own unique sense of values. He says that one soul is worth more, more valuable than the whole world. The world, which is a treasure house of beauty and a Latin cave of ever gigantic proportion. The ransom of a million kings would be but a fraction of its incredible and indescribable riches. All of this so much so much, Jesus said, could never equal the worth of just one never dying immortal soul that will live forever somewhere with the angels in heaven or the demons in hell. So how much do we care? How much do we want to care? So I will not try to impress you with some deep theological revelation, even if I were capable. Rather, I will give you Jesus Christ's own simple words, always simple. When he answered his critics, when he called Zacchaeus down out of the tree and went home with him and had lunch with him saying, to his critics, we must never forget what his answer was. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. You can do all the else you want to do, but that's what he said I came to do. I came. On another occasion in Capernaum, when he called Levi, better known as Matthew, they criticized him saying, he eateth with publicans and sinners, 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 not the 99. He's a friend of sinners. He's always hanging out with sinners. Listen to his answer this time. I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. I came to call sinners, sinners to repentance. Repentance, the greatest thing that God ever gave to us. It's the bottom line to everything. I lived with my beloved for six or seven years, even after praying hours every day in this church, anointed every chair in this 3,000-seater. Every night before he came to bed, and I was already there, knelt beside the bed and said, God, if I fail to do anything today that you sent me in this world to do, forgive me of anything I've ever said or done and reached over and anointed my forehead and said, use her to the glory of God. All I'm telling you folks, it's a wonderful thing today to be able to repent. There ought to be a repentance even go up out of this audience or all that we fail to do are all. Oh. He's a friend of sinners and there's no shadow he won't light up. There's no mountain he won't climb up coming after me and sinners. There's no wall he won't kick down. There's no lie he won't tear down coming after me and sinners. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chases me down. It finds me. It leaves the 99 and comes and gets me. 
I could never earn it. I don't deserve it. But he gave himself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending love of God. Oh, oh, he's chasing after every one of us today. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. That says to you and to me, you are too good. You are too expensive to waste and I'll never discard you. Don't discard any soul. Give every soul a chance and another chance and another chance and another chance. I'm in the redemption business. Humbly I tell you, pastors, you keep it that way and you'll never want for a crowd. They're everywhere. Hurts and habits and hang-ups. Seven ministry, Mickey Mangan. That sounds like Jesus' ministry to me. Read the four Gospels. I came to seek and to save sinners from hell. The first day he was announced, he started witnessing them and winning them to himself and even hanging on the cross when one convinced, tried to convince the other, you're stupid to hang over there. You and I deserve this, but I'm getting over on this man's side. Jesus told him, you're going home with me. That's what Jesus did from the day he was announced till the day he died. He was winning sinners. I want you to say, God, I want you to tear me up here today and make me a lover of sinners. That's what to do. Just pray that right now. You don't need another sermon. We're in the redemption business. Calling sinners to repentance is heaven's business. It's the main business of the church. The church, by virtue of her faithful use of prayer, the, holds the balance or wields the balance of power, not only in world affairs, but also in the salvation of individual souls without violating the free moral responsibility of any individual. We're responsible for every soul in this area. There's nothing on earth like an on fire praying, soul winning, exciting, needs meeting church in the redemption business and he will knock down hell's gates. This church can knock down hell's gates to reach another soul and if you're in that kind of business, you can expect God to fight your battles. You can expect him to call your children home. You can expect God to give you miracles and signs and wonders because we're in his business. That is to be the number one priority of every born again believer. It is the joy of heaven. It is the joy of angels over one sinner that repenteth. There will be joy in your church. There will be joy in your home. There will be joy in the individual life. When one sinner repenteth, all of heaven has a count me there's joy in heaven and the wise you just try it out and see the wise King Solomon said he that winneth souls is wise read his assessment of life in the book of Ecclesiastes he begins by saying vanity of vanities saith the preacher 
vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit hath a man of all of his labor, which he taketh under the sun, but he that when the souls is wise. Daniel having served under four or five powerful kings in Babylon, he had seen it all. The pomp, the grandeur, the glory, the majesty. But he and Ezekiel and Jeremiah had been converted and deeply affected in the greatest revival in the Old Testament led by King Josiah in Jerusalem. So they found out in that revival, it was so powerful that Daniel and Ezekiel and Jeremiah read their books. Daniel knelt three times a day because he'd rather be thrown into a den of hungry lions than to cease praying for 30 days. Dare to be a Daniel? Yes, dare to be a Daniel. He closes out his prophetic book saying, and they that be wise, wise, five wise, five foolish virgins, but they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Oh, the shining saints of God. I'm going to be one of them. That's what you will wish you had been when you face the Lord and Savior at the judgment seat. As for me, for as long as I live and there's one inhabitant that has not heard, it's not over and I ain't stopping. Let this be my legacy. A soul winner, a prayer warrior for Jesus, a powerful government man in Baton Rouge. Here's his letter. Last week, powerful stuff in there, but I'm going to read you one line. He wrote me in all the great words, but here's the one line. When I think about you, it is God speaking directly to me and I'm called to prayer and I kneel and pray. We are the light of the world. Don't put it under a bushel. We're the salt of the earth. We are the penetration. We are the captivation. We are the preservation. Oh, I cannot tell it to you good enough. All I'm telling you, all else is vanity of vanities. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity, saith the wise King Solomon who had it all. Then he adds, what profit hath a man of his labor, which he taketh under the sun. Here is the one liner of the wisest mortal man who ever lived. He that winneth souls is wise. Not foolish, he's wise. Not half-hearted, not half-baked, not lukewarm. No, no, I'm not over. No, I'm not through. No, I ain't through winning souls.
Our great God and only Savior unequivocally declared, all souls are mine. I don't care what they look like, smell like, act like, whatever. There's an immortal soul on the inside of every human being you meet. I wouldn't get around to one without some way sliding in something about what would give them a chance. I invite everybody I meet in Alexandria, come see me at the POA. And many of them say, I will. All I'm telling you, we're out here and we claim to be. We can hang out our sign all we want to, but God wants you to be a soul winner and a prayer warrior above everything else. He says to you and me, you are helpless without me, but I'm helpless without you. Ye are my witnesses, and the Spirit and the bride say what? Come on, say it again. Come. Go around in your city saying, come. B-O-T-T 2023, I need every one of you to bring souls to me. You can't do it without me, and I won't do it without you. Not going to do it. You're not going to have revival. Nope care how good you can preach. I don't care what kind of credentials you have. God's after souls and you've got to connect with him and it takes prayer. We'll get to that. Where sin abounded, grace does much more abound. Though they be red like crimson, I'll make them as wool. Grace doth much more abound. Don't criticize them. Don't shun them. Don't ignore them. Find them. Lay them on your shoulder. I don't care how heavy they are. I don't care how heavy the load is. For even a lost coin, they swept, they didn't sweep the street. They swept the house and turned everything upside down. Run to meet the prodigal before he ever reaches the father's house. That's what the father did. Walked him home. Threw a big banquet for him. James, the Lord's half-brother the bishop of the church in Jerusalem, the mother church, didn't even believe in Jesus Christ when he lived under the roof with him. Closes out his book, the book of James, the best Christian ethics book in the Bible saying, even if any have erred from the truth and one converted the sinner from the error of his way, listen, shall save a soul from death, second death and hell are synonymous and shall hide a multitude, a multitude of sin. That's the one most unusual statement in the entire Bible. That's the greatest thing that I can ever do for a human being is to take them to the altar. And I want to be found here every time any minister preaches here. I'm the first one at that altar because I prayed a little boy through to the Holy Ghost that the Lord just took him home just a few weeks ago with double pneumonia. All I'm telling you folks, the bottom line to your preaching and the bottom line to every service is the altar. Hosea 4 and 7, God said, Ephraim is joined to his idols. Leave him alone. Only seven chapters later, chapter 11. How can I give thee up, Ephraim? My heart 
is turned within me toward you. Be assured. That's the kind of business I'm in. That's the kind of business I'm going to stay in. I don't care where they've been, what they've done. I'm going to reach them. I'm going to do everything I can to restore them. And God is with me. And God will take care of everything about me. Because say, it ain't over. Shout that with me. And I ain't stopping. Now that's right, Brother Cox. And I ain't stopping. Who, who, oh, I'm a believer. I'm not a bench warmer. Come on. A professional Pentecostal sitting on a Pentecostal pew. POA, don't take this church for granted. We'll warm up your seat. In the name of Jesus, warm up every seat in this house today. spared. I've been spared. He and I would already be in eternity. And until there's not an inhabitant in the land whose name has not been written in the Lamb's book of life that I can reach, hear me, from 97 until, only God knows when, until I'll be somewhere listening, seeking, praying, reaching, pleading, getting names written in the Lamb's book of life, rescuing the perishing, restoring the fallen, running to meet the prodigal, forgiving the backslider, encouraging the lukewarm, yes, and even calling absentees. I'm a believer. Lest I need mercy. Lest I need forgiveness. Listen, when the 70 that Jesus had sent out returned, don't pay attention to my weak voice. Listen to these words. They returned with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name, notwithstanding or in spite of or nevertheless. Jesus said, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you and that you can cast out devils, and the, but rather rejoice. Your names are written in heaven. For out of Zion it shall be said, this and that man was born in her. The Lord shall count when he rideth up the people. This is what counts. The Lord shall count when he rideth up the people that this man was born there. And it was Paul who said, when stoned and left for dead, it ain't over, boys. I ain't stopping Wherever that man, that's why wherever he planted his feet in any city, the devil screamed and came out because that's the apostolic succession. I ain't stopping. I've been spared. I'm a believer. Signs will follow everybody that's a believer. I'm a believer. Thus saith the Lord. Hear me now. I'm trying to get through, Pastor. The Lord spoke three times more about hell than he ever did heaven. In Mark chapter 9, verses 43 through 48, three times Jesus uses three words, these words, to go into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched, 
where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Three times he repeats that with intensity to be cast into hell fire that shall never be quenched. But in Revelation 20, 14 through 15, drives me every waking moment. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Listen, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life, listen, was cast into the lake of fire. That settles it annihilation. The Antichrist and the false prophet were cast into the lake of fire in Revelation 20 and 10, I think, after the battle of Armageddon, after the seven-year tribulation, they were cast into the fire. But a thousand years later, because the old Lucifer, Satan was cast into the bottomless pit because he's going to be loosed for just a little time. And he deceives the nation. Now follow me. After that, the Lord's fire from heaven consumes all that followed him. And then they cast him into the lake of fire. Where is the false prophet and where is the antichrist? So that's a thousand years. So it's not annihilation. You're, they're going into hell that will burn forever and forever and forever. That's enough to wake up everybody in this room. That's enough to let everybody know I'll be a soul winner. No telling. There's no telling. Here's, here's how the Lord, it's not a swear word. It's a place of everlasting punishment, Jesus said. He made it clear in everlasting change. Hell, the lake of fire, it is referred to in scripture called, I'll give it to you, Jude 7, the eternal fire. Matthew 8 and 12, outer darkness, the wrath of God, Romans 2 and 5, the lake of fire, Revelations 20 and 10, the second death, Revelation 21 and 8, and everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord, 2 Thessalonians 1 and 9. Oh, how he longs to spare. Oh, how he longs. If I could just find one that would join me in calling, if I could just find one that would help me. I want to spare every soul from hell. Come on. Our main business is New Testament born again believers is we are called to be his witnesses, even to the uttermost, guttermost, uppermost, seeking and saving the lost. And whosoever's name's not written in the Lamb Book of Life, oh, we're cast into a lake of fire. I'm out every day trying to get names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Make sure your name's written there. Make sure every one of your children, oh, was that a fabulous, fabulous family assured it was awesome. Listen to it over and over again and make sure that every child in your family's name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Our extended family, our co-workers, our friends and our neighbors, anyone and everyone, for whosoever was not found written in the Lamb's Book of Life, Thus saith the Lord, was cast into the lake of fire. Is that true or what? Yes. 
Jesus said, where they beg for one drop of water and where they ask for somebody to go and warn their family, don't come to this place. We've been warned. We've been commissioned. I'm not much longer, Bishop, but we are not embarked on a self-appointed mission. We, ha we have not sent ourselves. This is not our idea at all. We are not the Messiah, but we are messengers. Therefore, we exercise no prerogative, no choice. Thus, we cannot dismiss with a wave of the hand or a shrug of the shoulders. The eternal business of soul winning and getting names written in the Lamb's Book of Life is not a political matter. It's not a border issue. It's not even a classified material issue. This is a heaven or hell issue. A lake of fire and brimstone. That's what this book calls it. I don't think, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know how much we believe it, but it's, it's in the book. If their name's not written in the Lamb Book of Life. Rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. Snatch souls from Satan right out of the mouth of hell. A burning lake of fire. Weep and travail over the prodigals and the erring ones and backsliders. Lift up the fallen because prayer is where the action is. For as soon, this is in the book, for as soon as Zion travailed, I'm going to just stand here till that sinks in. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth. She brought forth her children. I'll do it until I die. My prayers will be stored up. They'll be poured out and they'll shake them over hell. I want to save my family. May have uh, the agonizing and travailing in prayer for souls may have left us, but the great doctrine is forever. For as soon as Zion travailed, POA, she brought forth her children. Every church should be a Zion travailing for souls. I know that don't make you shout. I know that don't make you shout. But if that church is not travailing for souls, you won't get any names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You won't have revival. Just speaking and then saying it won't bring it. You must be born again. Somebody must travail. That, and, and that came to us through the suffering and travail of Jesus Christ. That is to be witnessed to others, but it's only intellectual and academic until it assumes agony, travail, burden, and tears. I can only imagine where I would be had it not been for this praying father and mother. This is his book of miracles, just hot off of the press. They wrote yesterday that they want to make a film out of this and that it's even being published in Russia. They want it to go everywhere because everybody wants to get the miracles that's in here. Only one of the miracles that's in here is when he walked in the room with Sister Carol dying and the doctor walked out and said, Preacher, it's too late. My father walked in there, looked around in the room and said, Death, there's not enough room in here for me and you and I'm not leaving.
not leaving, devil. Walk into your city. Walk into your church and say, devil, it's not over. I'm not leaving. We're going to have a revival. It's not over. It's not over, devil. It's not over. And I'm not leaving. That woman, he was a little boy when that happened. She lived and moved to Alexandria and he preached her funeral. Devil, death, in your home, talk to it, in your church. Do we really have the keys? Did Jesus say death and hell? I'll knock down hell's gates for my church. Don't fear anything but fear. Don't fear anything but fear. Don't even fear death. Just the tunnel. I don't want to go through the tunnel. But if I could just sit down and breathe my last breath, wouldn't that be wonderful? The soul in every human being is lost without God. Lost. That won't hit us. That must cause us, listen, I'm just about through, to bow in travail. Every home should be a prayer chapel. A citadel of an invasion of power from on high. Every home. This man would not let us go to bed like last night when we got in bed about 12. You wouldn't get to go to bed in this home until we knelt again. And Clibborn would nudge me. You know, this man saved all five of his kids because he was a man of prayer. And the devil was afraid of him and disease was afraid of him. I went into the river bottom with him in the car and I waited with him and he marked me. I got vaccinated. He inoculated me. They didn't leave him in those days until they got up and walked and they were healed. Before those ministers would leave them, they were healed. All I'm telling you folks, I'm a wild something. I don't know what I am. Just, just let me loose and my bullet may go everywhere. I'm inoculated. I'm vaccinated. I'm marked. I'm going to be a prayer warrior. I'm going to be a soul winner. You are the nurse, Sean. Your great-grandfather stayed in our home when he was a little boy in the front room. And for 10 days, he didn't come out of there until the evening, fasted every day. When he hit that pulpit away down yonder, the paper came from everywhere. All I'm telling you, say, you're not going to get it any other way. Say, I want it. Say, I'm going after it. We're going to make a praying church out of every church in the United Pentecostal Church. We're going to make a soul winning. It's going to be a soul winning church. It's going to be a soul winning church. When Zion travails, 
I'm cutting out a lot because I don't want to get all that he good said about me. I don't want to change his mind. <laughs> In Joel, he's the handmaiden. That book is the handmaiden of revival. Say Joel. The book of Joel is the handmaiden of revival. You know what he said? The priest and the ministers of the Lord ought to weep between the porch and the altar, crying out, spare, spare, spare thy children, spare thy heritage. Don't let us go through reproach. I wish you'd start hollering that with me. Spare my family. What would it look like in any one of these sessions in this meeting of destiny if this entire audience would be on their faces or their feet in travailing prayer, crying out, spare my children, spare my family. God longs to spare if I could find one in the days of Judah's terrible idolatry. If I could just find one, I wouldn't destroy them. I don't want to destroy, but I work by this method. If just one would stand there crying, what? Stand to your feet. Let your voices cry out with me. Spare! Spare! It's not over. I ain't stopping. It ain't over. Say, it ain't over. Lord, it ain't over. I'm going to spare. Come on, shout it. Come on, shout it. I'm going to spare. I'm going to spare. Somebody cry out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's yours now. It's yours. There's no mountain. Spare! 